0: Listeners wouldn't play this because it's not on Barstool Sports yet. Listeners wouldn't play this because it isn't on Bleacher Report. Listeners wouldn't play this because I'm not sitting across from skilled Bayless. Listeners wouldn't play this because it's the hottest takes on sports and entertainment. And this it's the honestly harvey podcast everything is popping when you always on top of shit savage kind of cool she even give the wifey compliments case of the new phone on that pink bottle shit drinking out my mind like probations in the morning bitch i'm ready i'm ready i think my time is now they say success is calling pick up when i doubt i'm living life for life and you just living life for now bottles in the air chairs bitches going down but i that bitch my all What's going on, world? You tuned in to the first installment of the Honestly Harvey Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Mike Harvey. I'm here to talk about all of our sports takes and all our sports debates and all our sports lights and who the GOAT and who going to win the championship and who going to do what this year and who team better than who's. We know we in the A-tap. Well, I can't even say A no more. I'm ready to mess it up for everybody. We can't use Atlanta no more. So I guess I got to be technical. Honestly Harvey is presenting to you live from Latonia, Georgia. That's the east of Atlanta. That's the east of Decatur, right on Highway 20. Where if you keep going straight, you're head right into Augusta, home of the Masters, if you're familiar with Georgia. Now, when I sat out to make Honestly Harvey, it was supposed to be strictly for sports. You know, what we do is, men after a long day, we're going to come home, watch sports. You might got some... Bets going on with the games that's involved and everything. So, you know, I was going to make a podcast catered towards sports, you know, sports betting, you know, hot opinions, takes, uh, predictions, you know, projections and, and things like that. But then as I get through the producer process and I get through the actual show making of things, I say to myself, this is an outlet. This is what I mean. For the the everyday working guy, the 9 to 5 guy who going to come home and, you know, like I said, is going to turn on sports or something like that, he actually goes through things as well throughout his day. He might be dealing with pressure coming from his job. He could be dealing with something at home, you know, with his family. Probably got kids getting off late, going in early. You know, that's who I'm talking to here. Who do we vent to? Who is our outlet? It is sports, and that's why sports is so important. But it got to be something else. So I say to myself, let's make that lane. Let's make this something that everybody can relate to. Everybody can speak their piece in this realm. And with that, it at least gives you an outlet to express yourself and to express you know, the feelings that we harbor sometimes from our pressures that we go through every single day. So it's my intention for everybody to lead the show with more knowledge, more knowledge of sports, of course, but more of that soul knowledge, you know, refreshed, ready to tackle whatever you do. Cause we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different walks of life and we all experience things in different ways. But I feel if we can all come together on one common denominator and get back at least on our, you know, our yin and yang, our mojo, then we'll be able to go back into our days, refreshed, knowing how to deal with things. And I just want to play my part here. So without further ado, I'm going to go into our first topic of the day. front runners for the NBA MVP Award. I got three topics in mind. But first, I got to start off with saying this. The Lakers suck. Because if the Lakers did not suck, LeBron James would have been a runaway MVP. And we wouldn't have nothing to talk about. But the Lakers do indeed suck. And that's a topic we'll touch on later on in the show. I ain't going to get on that right now because it's a whole day thing, you know, for that conversation. So let's lock our lenses on the three players who are actually in contention for the award. In my honest opinion, of course. Now, I don't think you could start this list without mentioning one player's name. And that's Ja Morant. I think Ja is, people are comparing him to AI. And that's fair. But I just think AI was a different player, but not taking anything away from Jai either Jai is definitely more explosive than AI, but AI is goat level to me, so I don't really compare that to each. but he he molded like it. I give him that any raw. I fought with the boy. So I think we started MVP debate off with Jai then this was get tricky because. You can go with Embiid. He has been doing his thing. He's been carrying Philadelphia this whole season up until James Harden's arrival. And I will say with him and James Harden together, they do look like a dynamic team. However, at the time of the trade, I am on record saying that I think the Knicks had the better trade. That's neither here nor there. Embiid is the guy. And I do think he number two for MVP candidate which definitely solidifies him as an MVP candidate and a front runner for the award but right around three is where it gets kind of tricky and I know a lot of people not really giving him his props even though he's well deserving of them. Giannis Antetokounmpo I hope I said that right I know I said that right I, I listened to them say his name enough Giannis Is definitely right there at that number three spot, but he's not alone. I think Steph deserves a nod this year. What Steph has been able to do for the Warriors is unheard of. This year, think about this. Steph Curry is averaging. uh, I don't want to say quiet because this is Steph, but 26, 5, and 7. That's 26 points, ladies and gentlemen, that is five rebounds, which is uh, I think has to be like a career high for Steph or average out at least five rebounds a game and seven assists. Steph is carrying the Warriors. He has them in number two in the West, and I feel like deserves a nod for MVP as well. If this was a top four, Steph would have definitely made the cut, but That leads me to let you know that my top three includes Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, Giannis, what Kobe used to say, are you are you the same animal in a different beast? Giannis is the same animal in a different beast. I think as being human beings, well, a more Americanized human being, we have a tendency of having a short memory. Did we forget that Giannis is coming off his first NBA championship? Did we forget that this young man is a two-time MVP already? Did we forget what he did in the playoffs last year? I feel like Giannis is the forgotten man among NBA superstars. He was no longer the leading vote-getter for the All-Star game. After being it two years in a row if I'm not mistaken Prior to Katie going to Brooklyn And this man has done nothing but prove himself over and over and over again Not asking for any props on his climb up to superstardom But I digress Because not only is he the same beast But he is a different animal He's an animal when he's playing regular, when it's normal flow of the game, when it's he knows he could take over at any time. But when he's a beast, when the game is on the line, and he wants to take over, is what you're not seeing from the Lakers. He's everything that the Lakers are not. The Lakers do not hustle. Giannis is nothing but hustle. The Lakers do not give effort. Giannis gives effort from 12 minutes on the clock in the first quarter at tip-off. He is a better point guard than Russell Westbrook. And I love Russell Westbrook. But if I'm comparing two players, Giannis or Russ, Giannis makes better floor decisions than Russ makes. That's the truth. Any person who knows basketball can tell you that. But I'm not going to sit up here and ride on Russ like he's the reason for the Lakers' failures. That is everybody's claim to fame. I'm merely stating why Giannis is an MVP candidate and the Lakers will be missing out on the playoffs. But that's just my honest opinion. Now, I'm like most people. I think I get some of my best ideas in two places. The shower and on long car rides on the highway. And yesterday, I witnessed one of the virtuoso performances in LeBron James' career. And I just happened to be back on my way on the road home from watching the game and caught myself in a moment, idolizing over LeBron James and fantasizing about what the potential Lakers could have looked like had everyone been on the same page. And here's an excerpt from that. What would you do? Did you see those Lakers last night? Like be real. That team with an AD, they would have took over. It wouldn't even been a, a discussion, a debate, and anything that was going on. I like Golden State. Y'all know Steph is in my top four MVP vote. But the way LeBron James. Dominates the NBA whenever he pleases, whenever he wants to. It's the reason why he will be the undisputed MVP if he was in the debate. I'm delivering this take to y'all, but I just got off on the wrong exit, so I'ma call y'all back. Honestly, Harvey, of course. Now, let me try to put something into perspective for you. Yes, I know this was one of those games that we are reminded of how great LeBron James is. His stat line, 56 points, 10 rebounds, three assists. It doesn't take a genius to tell you that LeBron James is good at basketball. But this take is not so much about LeBron, but the potential That the Lakers could have been at had they been playing this way the whole year. On a night where we can all consider Russ's most efficient night, he had 20 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 steals. I think we all know Russell Westbrook is capable of giving us more than that. He's averaged a triple-double in three years straight. So we know what Russ is capable of. But on this Lakers team, he didn't have to do any of that. 24 and 4 would have been just enough when an efficient 24 and 4 would have been just enough to get the Lakers in a top 4 seeding in the west in my opinion. You can cope that with a Carmelo Anthony with a 14 point night just taking this simple size from this Warriors game. But he hit Some huge clutch shots that we know if comfortable and in the right situation, Carmelo can hit these shots on a nightly basis. But it goes a little bit deeper than that. On this night, the Lakers shot 49 percent from the field. They had 25 assists and they out rebounded Golden State by six. Now, you already know how I feel about Steph Curry. I think that he is has to be considered in the MVP candidate if we're taking the top four and I think that the Warriors they're right now they're sitting in the third seed but I feel like on any given night the Warriors can be had if the Lakers brought the same attention to detail and the same aggressiveness that they brought this last game against the warriors that they indeed will be sitting on top of the western conference there is no excuse for the lakers to be playing this terribly there is no excuse when you go down the roster you have anthony davis you have russell westbrook carmelo anthony the white howard I know these names are old, but these guys are proven vets in the NBA and should never be getting embarrassed the way that they get embarrassed on a nightly basis. It's tough to watch. I'm a diehard Laker fan, and I cannot stand to watch 48 minutes of that team play on a nightly basis because of effort and effort alone. But if I take this small sample size against the Warriors the other night, and i You know, Remember who LeBron James is We all know who LeBron James is It only poses One big What if What if the Lakers had gotten it right What if Russ had bought in What if Vogel did a little bit more Of coaching and a little bit less Of trying to be liked By everyone because that's what I feel like Is going on I think he'd rather be liked Than actually get into these players Asses but hey That's just how I feel about that take. I'm not going to ride on the Lakers. This is not a Lakers show. This is not a Lakers um, commentary. (laughs) This is just the thoughts and opinions from a diehard Laker fan. But we're going to take a brief intermission, and I'll be right back honestly harvey is powered by god but sponsored by last call bar service if you're in the middle of planning for any type of event birthday or gathering last call bar service is your one-stop shop with top-of-the-line drinks and excellent customer service last call bar service is guaranteed to get your party lit email last call bar service and hashtag honestly harvey and tell them i sent you and please drink responsibly and we're back now, before I get to anything else in this show, I have to talk about this Philadelphia seventy sixes and Brooklyn Nets trade for James Harden and Ben Simmons. I got to touch on something because it was a big debate about which team actually won this trade. And when it first went down, I'm on record for saying that the Nets won the trade for two reasons. They got rid of a player who didn't want to be there any longer and James Harden. And got back every missing piece that they needed. They needed a starting center. They found that in Andre Drummond. As well as a rim protector. They needed more shooting. And they found that in Steph's little brother, Seth Curry. And they needed another playmaker on the court. Now, however you view Ben Simmons. You can call him a quitter. You can call him... Shine away from the big moments But he is a playmaker And put him next to Kyrie and KD I thought that the Brooklyn Nets would have a solidified championship team Or at least won the trade But then a few games go by You get to actually see what this next team looks like with James Harden on the floor with Joel Embiid. And this team seems to be the new age version. And I don't want to go this far because, like I said, I'm a diehard Laker fan and it's hard for me to compare current players to legends. But in a vacuum, this Philadelphia 76ers team looks a lot similar to those Laker teams with Shaq and Kobe. Now, don't twist my words. We all know the Lakers went on a historic three-peat with Shaq and Kobe. And I'm not saying that I see the same thing for this 76ers team. But they are entertaining to watch. And with this latest trade, they are playing a great brand of basketball. I think their record with Harden and Embiid on the floor together is now... Around 4 or 5 and 0. Oh. So this is a team that is shaped and ready to compete for the playoffs. But I'm of the belief that I have to see you in the playoffs before I take you serious. A bit to what Giannis did last year. But I must admit that I have to retract my statement of thinking that Brooklyn won the trade simply because all of the trade pieces haven't even been seen on the floor together. But what I am hoping for is that when the playoffs roll around, these two teams find a way to match up and that will settle it for all. We got to get Kyrie on the floor for every game. And I don't know what the New York mandates will be at that time, but I just think for the Brooklyn Nets to reach their full potential it's going to take a full time Kyrie Irving on the floor. I'm not saying anyone should get a vaccine. I'm not mandating anybody to do anything against their will. But if we could get Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and Kevin Durant on the floor at the same time against Joel Embiid and a refreshed and motivated James Harden, I think that's what's best for the NBA. And as a fan of the NBA, I think that's what's best for everybody. Tune in. Let me know what y'all think. Leave some comments at the bottom because this is a topic that I see going on for a while. Who really won this trade? Let me know. Now, as we get ready to conclude the show, we're going to go into our last take of this episode. Now, before we wrap, this one kind of hit home a little bit because it involved our hometown favorite as well with an issue that we were all going through in these times. So bear with me. Where were you when you heard that Atlanta Star wide receiver Calvin Ridley was removing himself for the remainder of the season to focus on his mental health issues? Well, I can tell you what Calvin Ridley was. Adam Scheffler reports today that Calvin Ridley has been suspended for the upcoming 22 season because he was sports betting during his time off with the Falcons. Now, I love Calvin Ridley. I loved him at Alabama. As you all know, I'm an Atlanta Falcon fan. He's our star wide receiver, and I love him at the Falcons. But that move was not professional at all. Come on, Calvin, man. We need you on the field. We don't need you gambling. It's just a bad look all the way around. You're a multimillionaire. You're doing what you love. The city had love for you. We still got love for you, man. This Atlanta, this is the, probably the only place you could do that in and still get away with it with the fans because that's that's the culture. That's what we live by, you know. Of course we gamble. That's that's what we do. It's Atlanta, the party city, party capital of the United States. Everybody knows that. However, when you represent an organization it don't matter what kind of organization it is. I can't go into my job and and, and inside hacking and, and and you know with the stocks market and everything, try to see how everything go get inside of trader knowledge. It's illegal. That's that's illegal. So with this known that Calvin really be missing the twenty two season, my prayers go out to the brother. I hope that he gets his mental health issues on the wrap. I hope that this gambling thing becomes a thing of the past and he's just able to focus on his skills and his talent because he's so talented, and we need him. It's going to be a long year for Kyle Pitts with all the double teams that he's going to be seeing, and we really, really, really needed Calvin really out there and healthy. So my prayers are up to the brother, and we're going to keep at pushing. Calvin, if you're out there, if you hear this, get right man roll tide and we're going to bounce back for the 23 C's cuz we ain't giving up on you daddies but that does lead me into my next point brothers we got we have to come together and figure out what we can do when someone is dealing with mental health concerns because they come in many facets, they come in many shapes. And honestly, from someone who can relate, sometimes we're not really able to point out the cause, but we walk around with it. It harbors on our shoulders, especially for somebody who wears their emotions on their sleeves. And people can see that people can see how your mood has changed, especially if you're you're not normally in a funk or you're normally the life of the party. People can see that people can notice that no matter how much you try to hide it, no matter how much you try to harbor your feelings. We have to find a space that we're able to communicate and communicate effectively And get these thoughts and get these opinions out so that they don't just grow and build mold inside of our brains and ultimately harm ourselves. I give an example. I spent eight years in the military. I've deployed. I've seen friends harm themselves. I've seen friends commit suicide. And it was all always there but it was never addressed and i feel like had these issues been addressed maybe some of these things could have been prevented we can't save everyone i know but we can try and i think that if we all just paid attention a little more to the signs then hopefully maybe we can come up with some type of resolution when these type of issues arise Because it's not anything to play with. It's not anything to joke about. Um, It's not anything to just throw out there to try to get your time off. It's something to really be considered and taken seriously. Because it's, it's real. Especially in these times that we're living in where it seems like you can open up your phone and see death at the click of a button. And we become numb to it. Someone getting shot into the streets, someone getting suffocated to death has become normal to us for some reason. And our minds have never been shaped to really accept those type of things. But now with the coming of social media and with the maturity of the world and the fast pace of the world, it's just something that we're forced to accept and deal with. So, I want to say, let's pay attention to our people. Let's pay attention to our brothers and our sisters who can't always ask for help. And let's just make sure that we're there for them when they need help. Now, that concludes the first episode of the Honestly Harvey Podcast. I'd like to thank everyone who took the time out to listen. Please, let's keep this thing going. Like, subscribe, comment below. If you have any questions for me that you would like to have discussed on our next show, please leave them in the comments. Please share, and you can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts at. Powered by Anchor, sponsored by Last Call, Bar Service, and One Love Productions. This is the Honestly Harvey Podcast. Podcast.